Is it on now? Is it on now? saying God is awesome didn't we and he is isn't he what else is God what else is God what else is God almighty, almighty. what else is God true what else is God he is he's faithful by the way, say hi to somebody you haven't uh, met. Hi, my brother. How you doing? Nobody saying hi to anybody. Would you say hi to somebody? How you doing, brother? How are you? How you doing, bro? I'm glad you're here. No, I always say hi to you. Bro. Thanks. How are you, bro? So what else is God? Almighty. Almighty. Awesome. True, huh? Amazing God, never-ending God, Savior, King, King of Kings. Anything else, huh? Love. He's love. God is love, and we love God because He first loved us, huh? He first loved us. That's why we love God. Um, anyway, it is Pastor Richard's anniversary, 20 years. So they're out. They're out to dinner tonight. So, um, Will you pray with me? Father God, we come before you to thank you for this evening, God. And Lord, we know that you are here because you promised whether two or three gather in your name, you'd be here. So we thank you for being here, Lord. And, Lord, we just want to ask that you would just uh, minister to us, Lord. Father, I just want to ask, even for myself, God, that you would help me to deliver that which you, I believe in my heart, have given me to share tonight, God. And, Lord, help me to do it in a way that my brother and sister would be able to receive it. And I ask you this, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Richard Don's 20-year anniversary, my wife and I have been married for 45 years. 
So he's got a, some ketchup. Huh? 44? It'll be 45. 45 in February, right? Next year. Yeah, okay. Sorry. I was, I was close. Um, okay. Um, but I, I want to share with you um, the Monday, Monday, this, this Monday, my wife and I and with others from the body, we, we attended. Am, am I sounding too loud or am I okay with the sound? You, 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 you huh? Okay. Um, we attended a funeral celebration for Dottie Mans. Uh, some of you might know her. Um, anyway, it was at the Meadows this last Monday, and we were so encouraged, uh, my wife and I, and those there attended. It was a pretty large group. The whole church was filled, filled up. And, and, and um, her daughter and, and the three granddaughters were so encouraging uh, sharing about Dottie, um, the way the example that she had been with, with, with them about being a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that kind of really hit an encouragement uh, to us, to all of us that was there. It was a celebration. There wasn't sorrow there, but it was more of a celebra celebration. And, and uh, the pastor of the Meadows, Pastor Ron, as he was sharing about her, you could tell that as a pastor, he knew her. He knew her as, a, as one of the persons in the body. The way he spoke, was, wow, it was a blessing to hear him talk about her as a servant of the body. She'd been involved for like seven years with him. Um, and one of the things that he said, and he said it twice, he said, um, what we do matters. What we do matters. And that kind of stayed with me. And even at the end of the service, I kind of went to Pastor Ron. And I said, you know what? When you said what we do matters, it really sunk in on me really deep. And, and, and I guess it had to do because Dottie was such a great servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. But she was here with her family and with the body of Christ. That it kind of brought me to, to remember that. While we're still here alive, we can make a difference. And, and what we do does matter. And um, so that's what God placed in my heart about sharing uh, through that, through that, about, you know, when we, when we, when we go to be with the Lord, or, or as you would say, when we die. Somebody would say we die. To me, it's falling asleep and waking up with the Lord. But when that happens, you know, what we do matters. It's over. It's over. We no longer can, can do anything anymore here on earth. It's over. What we do matters. It's no longer to be there. Uh, and, and you know what? We cannot come back. We cannot come back and say, you know what, I want to redo my life again and, and, and do it better. Some people do believe that they could come back and, and, and be reincarnated. Uh, some people do believe that. But in the Word of God, um, I, I want to go to uh, Hebrew, Hebrews. Uh, 
you have your Bible and you're able to find Hebrews, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 9. Huh. This is this is a verse here that uh, for somebody that does believe in reincarnation, we could always bring it up. That's what it says in the Bible, and and I don't know how they go about believing in that. After you read what it says here in Hebrews nine twenty seven, it says, "And as it is, as it is appointed for men to die once, see once." There's only one time shot that we have here on earth. We die once. But after that, but after this, then is the judgment. That's the way it's in the word of God. And, and I, I don't know those that believe in reincarnation, how they, they skip that if they do believe in the Bible. Um, and if, um, if we go to the Second Corinthians, um, I would like to go to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter four, please. And I'm going to read from verse 18 uh, up to chapter five, from verse one to ten. Okay. From verse 18, chapter four, verse 18 of Second Corinthians, it says, "While we do not look at the things which are seen." at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal for we know that if if our earthly house this tent is destroyed we have a building from God a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens for in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent, grown, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. While we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well, please rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So that's, you know, what we do matters because you think, well, you know, I received the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm saved. But that's not, that's not the stopping us there because even it, what it says here, um, we make it our aim 
whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. So in, in other words, that should be our goal on, on what we do, the matters, to do what is pleasing to the Lord while we are here on earth. Besides receiving the Lord Jesus Christ in our heart, which uh, if you have not received him as your Lord and Savior, I would really encourage you to, to examine that in, in because if you not have not received the Lord Jesus Christ, then you are really keeping yourself from the promise of being with him for eternal life. Um, so he says that we must all appear, okay? And it says to receive. Now think about that. To receive. And it says to receive uh, according, uh, to receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So we're not going to escape that. We're not going to escape dying. We're not going to escape being, being like what it says here, uh, before the Lord. Uh, to be there before the Lord and then to receive or, or not receive. So is it important for us to, to be doing what matters? I would say so. I would say so. And our sister Dawn, Pastor Richard's wife, Dawn, share on Sunday. I don't know who was here on Sunday. But again, she, she shared again about the vision that she had almost over a year ago concerning us being complacency. In, is that the correct word? Complacent? Us being complacent in a way that the body of Christ is not moving forward to do what the things that God is expecting us to be doing, and and that could be an individual for us that we could be doing that. So, and she shared a vision how she saw a mountain, and some people were like on the bottom climbing up, but then some people would stop there, and some would go halfway and stop, while others would be up higher looking down and say, "Come on up, keep coming up," and and so she was seeing that a lot of us Christians might be settling down for just at one point when the Lord wants us to keep on aiming higher, aiming to go higher. And so that's the encouragement that I received from her. And also, uh, as I saw Dottie's funeral and how she, she was aiming to be used by the Lord, and I can just picture her. Uh, and I wanted to show you this. Uh, some of you gave me this picture a while back. And um, there's a song that says, I can only imagine. I'm not going to sing it. But uh, it says about that I, you can only imagine what you would do at the time when you appear, you know, and Jesus Christ is there. You can only imagine what you would do. I, I, I try to imagine myself what I would do. And I would like to think that I would run to him and just hold him by real tight and just tell him how much I'm thankful what he's done for me. That's what I imagine doing. But I, I don't have to imagine what he would do for me. Because in this picture here, 
I want you to look at it. This is how I believe the Lord received Dottie. And those, those that when we go to sleep and we wake up with the Lord, that this is the way the Lord would be receiving us with open arms, with open arms. Um, can you read the scripture that's down below, my brother? He said, well, well done, good, good and faithful servant, and thou until the joy of the world by the Lord. And that's the way that I would want the Lord to receive me and to say that about me. Well done. But in order for him to say, well done for me, then I got to do, you know, be doing those things that are pleasing to the Lord here on earth. You guys see that? Can you see that from over there? Can you see it? Can you see it? This is what's waiting for us if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If we receive him in our hearts, God says that this is the only way that we can enter into heaven. That the only way that we can enter into the kingdom of God is through Jesus Christ. Can somebody give me a scripture to back that up? Anybody? Anybody has a scripture in mind concerning, concerning that? Which one? I, I didn't hear the brother. Did you guys hear the brother? Say it on here so they can hear you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? And all will be, right? What about what it says about the only way to get to heaven? Through who? I want us to, to, to read some scriptures where... Um, Go to Isaiah 44, 6, okay? We're going to be in the book of Isaiah for a few verses before we go to another one. Isaiah 40, 44, 44, 44, 6. 4, 6. 4, 6, 44, 6. Sometimes it sounds like it's not on. Yeah? I mean, do I need to have it? No. Okay. 446, 446. Um, it says, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Besides him, there is no God. And then also in 43, uh, 25, it says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Okay, now, remember, I'm reading in the Old Testament where this is God speaking to Isaiah about what God is going to do. 
about what God is going to do later. And that's what he's saying. I will not remember your sins. And then if we read Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And that's only something God can do because that's impossible for anybody else to do it. But you see, he says, I will do a new thing. And there's a promise to Isaiah. And I want us to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If we go to verse 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, like Isaiah was telling, uh, in Isaiah, God is telling him what he's going to do. And right here, it's like he's doing it. He's done it. If you are in Christ. If we are in Christ, we become new. The old has passed. We become new in Christ. So it's even if I speak about receiving and becoming new, and this is something new to you, and, and, and you, you have not, Receive the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart. It is one of the things that matters the most to God. Wouldn't you say that this is one of the things that matter to God the most? One of the things because he says, I so love the world that I'm giving you my only begotten son, Jesse, for if you believe in him, you have eternal life, Jesse. And he says, there is no mediator, right? Between God and man, but only Christ, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I'd like to read Ephesians chapter 2, please. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to read from verse 1 to 10. Is anybody here in a hurry to go home? Would you lock the door so nobody gets out? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. It says, and you, he made, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. 
among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by na nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loves us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? How because of Jesus Christ, God already sees us being setting in the high places with the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, creator in Christ Jesus, for good work, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So he says that we are, he has made us alive, alive with Christ, alive together with Christ. And you know, when I, when I read this, and I know that not everybody has received Jesus Christ in their heart as their Lord and Savior, it makes me sad to know that either a relative of mine or a friend or anybody that has not done it for whatever reasons, whatever reasons, and I just think about, because it's, we're either alive in Christ or we are dead in our trespasses. One of the two. One of the two. So if you are alive in Christ, you know it here, if you are. Because the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ is dwelling in you. But if you're not, you know, in, 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 what it is that keeps a person from coming to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior is Satan and his demons. And he is alive and well on this world, keeping people from coming to know the Lord because, you know what? It is your soul. And we don't think about it. And the person that does not know the Lord, does not receive them, he doesn't think about where his soul is going to go when that person goes, lays down and go to sleep, don't wake up anymore. One place or the other is where it's going to go. And we can't, we're not going to escape judgment. So, it is a gift of God. And that's what, that's what he says here. By grace you have been saved through faith in that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Who would not want to receive a gift of God? You know what? He's standing out, and Satan and his demons is doing all they can to try to keep that person from receiving that gift. To 
Because what's going to happen when they receive that gift? Heaven bound. Another soul saved. Angels are partying up there in heaven because somebody received the Lord Jesus Christ. Am I right? Before I close, I do want to give an opportunity for anybody that would, if they'd like to make that decision, if they have not. Uh, to me, it was explained, and I do believe it, that is the most important decision of my life is to receive my Savior in my heart because nothing else can get me into heaven. Nothing else. So what can help us to really be doing the things that matter, the things that are pleasing to the Lord? What is it that we should be doing? And it's interesting because we can go to uh, the book of Hebrews, and this will be uh, my last scripture to share with you, but in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, We get a good um, instruction here about what it is that we should be doing to be doing those things that really matter. And I believe that this is this was what Dottie was doing. Okay. <coughs> Chapter twelve, verse one and two of Hebrews. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily snares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And doing what? Doing what while we are running that race with endurance? Doing what? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I believe that this is the key right here for us if we want to be doing, pleasing things that matter to God is right here. Laying aside every weight in the sin which so easily tries to entangle us to keep us. And I always, when I read this, I always picture the, you know, the spider, the, sp the spider uh, web. How you don't see the spider, but you see the spider web that he does it under the tables, under the chairs, and you see it there. And you don't see the spider. But then later on, you see a fly that's caught up in that spider web. And I feel that that's the way the sin that so easily entangles us that we need to be alert with and walk away from those things that are trying to keep us, entangle us. And, and we can do that with the help of the Lord by looking unto Jesus and turning to him. Knowing that he's with us, would, would we be doing that? Would we be looking at what, or whatever would be the sin that is entangling us? 
We think of our Lord Jesus Christ being right there with us in the side. So we need to run a race with endurance. And remember this, there's a time coming for each one of us where we're no longer going to be walking around here on earth. And when I saw Dottie, what the things that were saying about her, I would like for my family to be saying that about me. The way that they just were thanking the Lord for her, the way that she spent time with him and stuff. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So I do want to ask I do want to ask this question. I would like to know whether there is anybody here that want to say, you know what? I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And all it takes is asking God to forgive you of the sins and to say yes. I want to open my heart for the Spirit to come inside of me. Is there anybody here that we can pray for that would want to stand up and say, yes, I want to receive the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart? Is there anybody here that would like to do that tonight? Okay. All right. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you, God, for your word. We thank you for the promises that we have in your word, God. And, Lord, just even to, Lord, to to just uh, <laughs> to walk with endurance, Lord. The days that you've given us here on earth, Father, we don't know when we'll be going. We don't know how long we have here. So, Lord, do help us. Help us, Lord, to walk in a way that is pleasing to you, God. I pray, God, that you would strengthen us with your spirit, Lord, and help us, Father, to produce fruit for you, God, a kind of fruit that is pleasing to you. And the only way that we can do that is if we are abiding in you, because you tell us in your word that without you, we can do nothing. So help us, Lord. And, Father, I do pray, God, that, Lord, that, that Father, you would just... Uh, Fill us with the Spirit, Lord. We open our hearts for your Spirit to come in and make home inside of us. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, can you play that one song last, just the one about the heart? Change my heart before we, and if anybody needs prayer afterwards before leaving, just feel free to come up and uh, either me or somebody else can pray for you, okay? Don't leave if you feel that you need somebody to pray for you, all right? Thank you, guys. Love you.